Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 182. 182. Is that a conference this time? Oh boy. Saw it on the thing. Uh, saw it on the Zoom. Halloween was episode. Presented by Parse Rum, my favorite rum, your favorite rum. It's Halloween. You're going to give out some, some trick or treat candy? Zach, Zach's sitting on the front step, you said, with uh, Chop, yeah. and they're handing out candy. And a bottle of Parse. Yep. That's, right. That's what I love about Halloween is you can have a bottle of Parse. Don't give it to the kids. Uh, not it nope. Not to the kids. Not to the kids, but have a little yourself. Plant or give it to the parents bringing their kids around. The, you know the dads aren't happy walking around in the cold. Here's a get, shot. Get a little Parsec. bit of yeah. Get them a little bit of the three year. Have a little uh, little, mixy. little mix. Make a little mix drink. Make a little punch. Make a little rum punch for the people walking around, huh, Zach? Not for the kids. Yeah. No, no, not for the kids. Not for the kids. But for the parents. Parse rum. Go to Benny's local liquor store. Ask about parse. I like the energy we got today. I don't know what it is. I'm feeling good energy today. I'm just feeling it. Tom's not in a long time. Likes it. I don't know. I don't know. We got on. We were chopping it up before. I'm feeling good. We should start with the World Series. Okay. Do you want to start with game one or do you want to start with last night? Uh, we should probably talk about game one. All right. Start with game one. Crazy game. Texas walks it off. I knew. I know someone oh, yeah. who was at the game. And left in the seventh inning. No. What are we doing? Are they a what? fan of one of the teams? What are you doing? Uh, not a direct fan. Uh, but I'm uh, sorry. If you're a baseball, if you're a human being with a pulse and you leave yeah. the seventh inning of the World Series, get the fuck out of here. What, what, <laughs> like, unless you have a dying relative that needs care in the next 10 minutes. Oh my what is God. going on? That's insane. The amount of people that would pay their left arm for that ticket Disrespectful, awful, hated. Sorry, fired up early. I hope That's it's going point. too close to Ian. Good point. I I appreciate that. I think leaving in the seventh inning World Series game is crazy. Or want to beat the traffic? Then don't go to the World Series game if you want to beat the traffic. And it's it's the seventh inning. Like there's a pitch clock. It's only going to last like less than an hour. You're good. Seven, yeah, good it was point. a five three five four game in the seventh like it wasn't like a late comeback either like it was a one score game when they left yeah i'm off that is your friend really rich game no no but they i think they did get uh tickets through cole hamill so uh so friend's friend is really rich yeah 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 so uh yep tough uh tough to hear about that but great game Corey seager homer in the ninth to send it to extras, right? And then uh, Garcia walks it off. Can I just say, Corey Seager's swing is a thing of beauty, and I love it a lot. My buddy texted yesterday. Uh, he bets on baseball. I do not. I do not. He does. And he said Corey Seager to hit a homer was like plus 240, which for you non-gamblers out there, like that's not that good of odds. Like to hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah, to hit a home run is pretty hard, um, especially to have – those low of odds i mean usually it's like plus 240 to get a hit whenever they show it on tv or something like that um and Corey seager is it safe to say that he's still underrated somehow even though he has that huge con like he's not talked about as like a top two shortstops in baseball ever and i don't know his metrics i don't know like his defensive metrics but i mean every play that he has made this postseason has been like he made a play i think last night against corbin carroll on the run like came and got it with 
uh, like a glove press. And it was just like, he made that look so easy. And like every, he's made a few plays to his backhand on the run, like just right at Nate Lowe's chest. Like, again, I just don't think he's talked about enough. And he hit 340 this year with 30 something homers. I think he's had a little bit of injury issues yes. in his career. I'm looking at it right now, he was an all star in 16 and 17. Only played 26 games, 134-52 in the COVID year, and then 95 in his free agent year. So, you know, he was a two, two-time two All-Star in his first two years, and then he's been an All-Star the last two. Um, but I do think he's very much underappreciated. I think that year that he had this year wasn't talked about at all because of how good Shohei's year was. So there was no, like, MVP competition. But he hit 327 with a 1.013, which is good for a 170 OPS plus, 42 doubles, and 33 homers, 96 RBIs. That was only in 119 games. So pretty impressive stuff. He's His, his swing's a thing of beauty. He, he did win a World Series MVP. I feel like he's also like a really calm guy. Like I feel like he's not one of like the flashier players. No. So when he hit that homer to tie it, and then you see his like emotions – like, that's sick to me. Like, the guys that don't usually, like, Ian, like, if you get fired up over Homer, I'm like, that's pretty sick because this guy doesn't really get very excited all the time. Like, there are guys that there are guys that hit a Homer and, you know, they pimp it every single time, and it's like, ah, that's another one. But, like, a quiet guy to do it, like, you knew it meant a lot to him. I and, Go ahead. No, no, no. I, was, I saw a clip today from um, Austin Hedges and Chris Rose talking, and they said it was basically the same thing, like, Seager doesn't show emotion, and when he hit his homer in Game 7 of the ALCS off of Javier, he said, that, you know, obviously going into a Game 7, like, you're kind of on edge, like, whatever, and he hits that homer, and he said, like, he hit it and then gets in the – doesn't show any emotion, and, like, as soon as he gets back to the dugout, he starts going nuts, and everyone was kind of just, like, yell, like, this is, like, a really cool sign. Like, everybody's, like, just elevated up like so many levels, I think is what he said. And again, the other night when he hit it, as soon as he made contact was just like screaming, knowing that he just clipped this guy at what, like talk about sitting on a pitch too, because he was, he beat him to that fat, like that ball. That wasn't that bad of a pitch. Like it was up. It was was a rise ball of 94, but like it was top of the zone. Oh, Oh. And he's like, I know it's coming. I got it. That was sick. Well, think about too. He's gone from uh, being one of many stars on that Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You got Mookie, you had Cody Bellinger, you had Clayton Kershaw. He's the guy now. Yeah. And the fact that he's been able to do, you know, you can win a World Series MVP being one of the cogs of the machine. The fact that he's been able to perform this postseason the way he has, after you know, people like the Yankee people were begging the Yankees to sign him. Left-handed bat, Yankees need a shortstop. Yankees weren't interested. Many teams were not interested, and a lot of people thought that was an overpay of a contract at the time. Contract could not look better right now, and he's been the driving force behind this playoff run in a lot of ways. I think it's like Ian said, too. The only reason I think there weren't like more bids or higher, I don't know how many bids there were, but it was just the injury history. You know what I mean? Like Teams are always weary of guys that don't play 150-ish multiple years in a row. But the talent, obviously, has always been there. and He's a star. Star. But he is, we've said this before, sneaky big. When you yeah. play against him, when you're on the field, you're Bro. like, oh, my God, this huge. guy is huge. 
He's huge, and he doesn't wear any wristbands or any tape or anything. He's just naked out there. Zach loves that. It's funny. I love it, but I would never do it. I was going to say, you'd always love I don't have the build, Lemayhew, I don't have the build right? for it. LeMahieu huh? doesn't do it, and you love LeMahieu that. LeMahieu didn't do it. I think he wears tape now, but he I remember him do back tape now. And when he was with um, Colorado. Just like, man, the no swag is swag, man. <laughs> but, but you oh, have seen you, Zach, like come into games. Little leaguer. I've seen you come into games where, like, you don't start the game, obviously, and it's not in the big leagues, but, like, in the minors. And with nothing on, I'm like, who is that? Bro, like, that's I why even, I wear I don't even recognize I don't, And I don't even wear anything. I wear I tape my wrist. That's it. Whenever yeah. I play. And, but I'm so used to seeing yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, even that, it feels so naked. And now, if I'm not starting – in the big leagues, I'll just, or even in AAA, whatever, like I'll just wear a long sleeve so I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just throw on a long sleeve. I, in uh, spring training, I always take my live at bats with like nothing on and I feel so naked. So naked. Weird. Even like doing stretch, like if I'm just wearing a t shirt, I'm just like, what the fuck? What's going on? Uh, okay, let's move on. Awesome walk up. That was great. Game two. Is he kind of, uh, you know, they're hanging around, they're hanging around, Texas is hanging around, and then Arizona goes 2-3-2 two, two in the 7th, 8th, ninth, and before you know it, it's 9-1. It's a pretty unbelievable game. Dude, so I said, Dakota, I think I said in our group, I thought after game one, I said that home run is like a series-altering, like just completely deflating swing that Seager had. I'm like – but you have your closer on there in the ninth, blows his first save of the postseason. You're you're almost like stealing a game in Texas, and then just to get the door completely slammed on you, and then to to come back the next day and win in that fashion is just like, bro, these guys are so like they they legitimately do not blink. It's happened all they've. I think somebody was saying that they've they come back in. A handful. I know they came back in both games against Milwaukee, um, and then they've a, a handful in the D no CS against the Phillies too. I mean, it they just don't waver. I mean, Merrill Kelly came out there and said, "I'm going to drop my nuts on this field." Seven innings, three hits, one run, a solo shot, and nine punches. Like that's like after that game. You know the offense probably isn't going to be sparked up early in the game after, like you said, a letdown in game one. Not a letdown, but, you know, like a tough loss. And then him to come out and just literally shut him down for seven innings and just give the offense all the time in the world. Nasty. Yeah, he was really good. And he's been really good all postseason. You know, Zach Allen's like their guy guy, but Kelly was good all year. He's good last two years, and he's been awesome in the postseason. It's really cool to see. He has an awesome story. He's a vet, yeah. But he how, was on how, Team USA, right? Playing, yeah, he started. I think he started yeah. that game. Um, oh no, Wainwright did, didn't he? I I would have never guessed. By the way, guess his age. You might know his age now, but it's like thirty-four. I wanted Zach to guess because I he's thought he was going to guess a lot younger. No, I thought he was yeah, like 35. Like, I, he's 35. But That's I, crazy. But I would have guessed, like, ah, like, he's probably, like, 29. Like, he's been around a little while, but I feel like I haven't heard of him for that long. He went to Korea. Four years in Korea. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. There I remember I asked, I asked AJ about him when we played him. Um, because, I mean, you look at him. He doesn't show much emotion. Looks, you know, he kind of has just, like, a stone cold, like, Kind of looks like a dick. And I was like, what do you like? You know this guy at all? And he goes, yeah, like kind of has a crazy story. I think he has that chip on his shoulder, you know, by going to Korea for a few years and then coming back and actually shoving is just like 
I told like I've, I've been good, you know, and that's I think that's kind of I don't know him at all, but it's like kind of his persona of just like, yeah, like I'm just going to do it. Did you see him in that game against the Phillies in the NLCS? He got done with the fifth inning. I think he was at like 91 pitches and like he came in and Rob Thompson was like, you're done or not. Rob yeah. Thompson. Uh, Lavelle was like, you're done. And he's like, what? Like, kind of like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm done. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm, I think he was through five innings, maybe one run. He's like, I'm not done. He's like, yeah, we're going to the pen. He's like, no. And obviously they ended up taking him out, but like, you love to see that from starting pitchers. Like, I feel like especially position players, like you see that like starters are like, no, I want think- the ball. <laughs> I haven't heard. AJ do it like if he's taking Eduardo out before, um, but because usually he'll take him down to the tunnel so it doesn't get caught on TV when he yeah. says like, "Hey, you're coming out." Do you think like the whole time when they make the decision ultimately, like, "Hey, we're gonna take him out," like the the bench coach, the pitching coach, and the manager are just like, "This is gonna be fucking terrible." Well, imagine like, like, "Hey, you do it." Some you guys were the pitching like, coach, with Scherzer. The coach there, I guess. <laughs> Scherzer walks in and they're probably just like he he's doing it, not me. <laughs> Mike Maddox is like no 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 like skip said yeah. not me. I I'm good with you man. Yeah, I'd run you back out there. Like, yeah, it's I'd not my decision. It's fucking analytics, man. I tell you what. He's but the, uh, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go somebody else. Yeah, I mean, definitely a great competitor. But he's part of that crop of dudes that came over um, around the same time. Him, uh, Mikolas. Uh, Nick Martinez, the Padres, like all those dudes went through well overseas and then came back. Pierce Johnson just signed a nice deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a cubby. He signed a nice deal uh, after going overseas and pitching. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Colin Ray. Yeah. Yeah. It is um, sick to see guys like go over there. Like you make good money over there. So, like, it's not terrible to go over there at all, but then like to work their way back because it's usually guys with X big league time and like to find their way back to the top in the big leagues is pretty sick. Like, if you have a family, too, and you're just going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to go over to Japan or I'm going to go to Korea, like, that's a lot, man. It's a lot. Because even if you take your family with you, like, you're pull- if you got kids, like, you're like, hey, we got to go to school over there. Like, yeah, bro, it's a different you know world. I, mean? I think it's cool because it used to be seen as, like, if you went to Korea or you went to Japan, that was the end of your career. You talked about guys with ex-big league time. And now it's been a way for guys. There's a lot of guys. I mean, even even talking on the Cubs this year, guy went yeah. to Korea. Was there last year, came back, and guys have been able to f- use that as sort of a bridge to be like, all right, I can show what I can do in this league and then come back and, you know, hopefully someone f- finds value in what my skills are. It's yeah. a way to prove that you can still compete because those are very high, like Japan, very high level, Korea, very high level. Like, it's a way to prove you can still do it while making money at the same time. Like, if you're in AAA with a team, like, you know, you still got a shot, but like, you're probably not making very much money compared to what like you're used to as a big leaguer. You go over there, you can still make some money and prove it again to work your way back. Tommy Pham, four for four in that game, too. And then they he had the chance to be the first guy to go five for five in a World Series game. And he said, hey, I want Jace Peterson to get a World Series at bat. And people were like, yeah, I guess people are going a little crazy, social media. Why would you pull him out? Five for five, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, he tweeted about it. I think that's fucking awesome. Dude, that, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't even realize it. And then he, I saw his tweet and I was like, I mean, that's the fucking coolest thing ever. And he was like, this guy's going to remember this for the rest of his life. But, I don't, yeah. need, I don't need my fifth at bat. Like, and I know Jace Peterson a little bit playing against him. I got to play golf with him this spring. Cause he's in laws with uh, Dansby. Unbelievable dude. Unbelievable dude. 
everybody's ever played with him says great teammate fucking awesome guy do whatever for the team but he's a great dude and like to like of course like he wants that dude to make sure he gets in a bat like yeah of course. i feel like like if fans are mad about that i'd be like i mean really let's realistically at the end of the day like it'd be cool if fam went five for five but it's like he'd rather win a world series and he'd rather one of his teammates have the chance oh, yeah. to play in the world series because like yeah. Peterson might not play the rest of the World Series. You know what I mean? Like, he can forever say, like, I had an at-bat in the World Series, win or lose. Yeah. Plus, how often at the end of these games do we see, after you make all your moves and all of a sudden, someone like Jace Peterson comes up in a huge at-bat, and how, I mean, it's one at-bat, so you don't want to sell it too much, but every at-bat, I'm sure, helps at this time of the season, especially when you're a guy that isn't playing a lot, getting another A-B in there, getting a rep. When it comes down to, you know, the situation is the end of the game. Like Austin Hedge is the other side. He came, he was on deck when uh, that huge home run happened. And I'm sure he was glad he didn't have to bat because he's had one at bat since like September 15th. I mean, that's I a saw, really difficult spot to be in. I saw a tweet like that, Tom. Someone, it might have been a John Boy account. I forget what account it was, but they tweeted that and it was just Hedges as he hit the homer. And they go, this is the happiest guy in the whole place because he doesn't have to go hit. Like, he was, like, going nuts. And he's like, he's just happy he doesn't have to go up there. Game three. Brought to you by HelloFresh. Tom, do you love HelloFresh? Yeah. Uh, do, do you want me to do it? What do you? No, I want you to say something nice about HelloFresh. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, I haven't got a chance to use it myself, but I've only heard great things about it. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe they'll hear this ad and, and hook me up with it. I, I would love some HelloFresh in my life. Well, I don't know why you don't have some in your fridge right now. We got a discount code for you. HelloFresh.com slash 50 compound. That's five zero compound with so many in season ingredients. You'll taste all the freshness of fall with every bite of HelloFresh's chef crafted recipes. Dakota, I know you like the taste of fall. I love it. It's my favorite. It is. It is your favorite. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. It means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. They have easy options, including 15-minute meals. They really got it all. HelloFresh.com slash 550-COMPOUND uh, and use code... 50 compound five zero compound for 50 percent off plus free shipping game three brought to you by HelloFresh. 50 compound uh game three was all texas it was three nothing uh there was a moment there where christian walker hit a double he's on second base fam hits a backside single very pretty swing off scherzer and he runs through a stop sign, but it was not really a run through a stop sign. It was really like his head he was, was running down. with his head up, saw the wave, put his head down. And then the third base coach tried to hold him when his head was down. Uh, so it wasn't really a full run through the stop sign, but he gets thrown out at home. They don't score. It's kind of their only opportunity of it, the game. As base runners, like what I, I don't know that well, but I feel like that's just like, that's too late. Like you can't change your mind that late as the third base coach. So a like, lot. he was giving it to him, giving it to him as he's like touching third, like kind of rounding third, he gives like switches it to a stop. And it's like, well, he's already head down full speed. So a lot of guys, it's like an art. They start really far down mm -hmm. 
and then they'll like, I mean, like really, really far down and then they'll creep as it's coming so they can give it like the last possible second. And to me, it looked like he was kind of stagnant. I don't know. I mean, if that was they've done all year. Um, Call him out, Zach. I'm not calling him out. I'm not going to do that. It's a really hard job. That, that is one of the most underrated jobs in baseball is a third That's base very coach. very true. Oh, yeah. It is not even close. Um, <clears throat> No, so like, I mean, if as a base runner, if you have to almost check like one more time to like really make sure. And I don't know if it's in your peripherals, but it looked like Walker just kind of had his head down. He figured he was in a score the whole time. Um, I mean, again, you have to make like so many things have to go right to throw somebody out from a from that far. Made a perfect B, throw. Huh? Made a perfect throw. Perfect throw, perfect hop, perfect tag. Like again, you tip your hat, but at the same time, it sucks if that's your only opportunity you're gonna have to strike. Um and like it's just so hard to be critical of Walker because of all of the things that have to go right. Yep. And in that moment, you're just putting your head down and hauling ass trying to get there. The one, you know, for all the kids out there, best thing you can do is keep your head up, look down at the bag when you touch it, try to pick your head back up and get third base coach one last time. Can I tell yeah. you a quick story about was, me coaching third was, one time? It was pretty late. F one second. It was pretty late. And the only the other thing, the only other thing about that is that Garcia sailed the throw. So they would have probably had second and third. No, but like he didn't hit the cut, you're saying. No. And you know, thanks to our incredible super informative in-game interviews with the players and manager, Tori Lavello was saying that as soon as it happened, like Walker came up to him and said, Hey, that's my bad. Like, you know, accountability was huge. That's kind of what they're built on. Um, and he was just like and like, I'm not going to knock this guy. Like, give his best effort out there. Yeah. Right. Really hard. Dakota, tell me about coaching third, man. So, Michigan State has a green white series in the fall every year for the baseball team. Me and my buddy were the coach of one of the teams one year. This was like five, six years ago now. And my buddy was a third baseman. So, he was the third base coach. I just stayed in the dugout, but we were cold on offense. So, I went out and coached third the last couple innings. We make a comeback. Ninth inning, down one, guy on first. <laughs> Ball hitting like left center gap, but not really like all the way to the fence. Center fielder gets it. Guys round like coming towards third. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I send him out by five steps. Like catcher holding the ball, waiting to tag him. End of the game. We lose the World Series. And I'm like, oh, my God. Imagine, you caught up in the moment. You got all excited. I, I didn't know what to do, man. I was like, ah, I can't leave him here. We got two outs. Like, we got to give it a shot. Dude, gotta that's go. some, said, gotta go. That shit's crazy because, like, that has to go through your mind as a third base coach as the game is going on. Like, you can't yeah. get caught up in the moment and be like, fuck it. I was excited. I thought he was going to score. Like, no, man, we have our best hitter on deck here. You can't do that. This guy hasn't thrown a strike all night. Like, so much shit has to go. It's like you're a player. Like you're standing in the field or you're standing on base. Like you have to go through every situation in your head before it happens. And you're taught that yeah. in little league as a player, like nobody's telling you that as a coach. No. And the craziest part about coaching third is it all happens so fast. And then everybody has the hindsight to go like, why would you do that? What a stupid thing you just did. Didn't you know that this, this, and this, and all this was happening. Cause me sitting here in the third row, I saw it all. And it's not like you can prepare that much for it. 
because you know like okay guy on second hard hit single to right you're not sending him but then he bobbles it and it's like oh now i want to send him oh no i can't like you know what i mean like there's too many scenarios that you can't plan for all of them yeah before but, it happens and you're trying to run you're trying to run your head arm strength of the three guys speed of the ball off the bat speed of the runner where you are in the lineup who's up next if they're hot if they're not hot how the matchup is with the pitcher you know you could have your four hitter up but this guy throws high heaters and your four hitter doesn't really handle high heaters like you have all of those things to put into account to make a split second decision uh that for the most part it's not a five-step thing for the most part it's He's safe by an inch or he's out by an inch, like when those plays happen. So it's a really hard job, and guys are good at it. Like we have Willie Harris is really good at it, and, you know, he made four or five bad sends all year. And like every one, he gets crushed by media or whoever, and it's just like nobody talks about the ones where he sent somebody right in some dude's face and he made a bad throw and scored. Nobody says that was an unbelievable send by Willie Harris. That never has once been said. It's pretty pro sometimes, I think, like if a third base coach sends somebody and it's a close play and they're safe. Like, I think it's pretty pro. Like, I'll always kind of six, like six yeah, cents. Six cents. Like, you got to pump them up. You got to fluff them. Because, like, again, you get no recognition whatsoever if you're oh. doing well. You just get crushed. That's the reason I thought the Walker send last night was pretty defensible. Like, I mean, I know I'll eventually he put up the stops on the last second, but as you guys said, that I mean, people were acting like he was thrown out by like 10 feet there. That was a bang-bang play that took an unbelievable throw to make that even a, a, a possibility of getting the out. Oh, yeah. Times out of 10 there, that guy's scoring. It happened to be, unfortunately, for the Diamondbacks last night, the one out of 10 times they didn't score on that play. And but it I looked like that was a pretty good scent. And it looked worse because he slid kind of around and tried to hook his hand instead of just sliding straight. If he slides straight in, it's like really bang-bang. Yeah. But um, third-base coach, really, really tough. And Zach, is there anything better as a hitter than when you hit a shallow fly ball with a guy third and the third base coach sends him and you're going, I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know. And then he sends him and he's safe and you get a sack fly. Is there anything better? You hit it. You're immediately like, oh, thank God it's in the air. And then you're like, God, that's not deep enough. And then you're, you're playing like, you're looking at him. You're like, come on, send him, send him. And then you there's been times where they'll, fake break and it gives you literally 0.5 oh. seconds of hope you're like <gasps> no like why would you not go why would you not go oh but when they do it when the, oh. when the third base coach is an aggressive send and they're safe you just want to jump in his arms you just want to carry him off the field <laughs> but it's such a bad look if you're like yeah fuck yeah nice oh send. man yeah <laughs> i don't ever show emotion I'm just... <laughs> it's also dope when you're on third in the split second of like, okay, you don't hear anything in your ear. And then like towards the end, he's like, yeah, you're going. You're just like, oh. yeah, yeah. He gets close to you and goes, yes, yes, yes. And you're yeah. just like, oh. oh. And then you're like, you can oh, do it. don't leave early. Uh, also in game three, Scherzer wears a line drive off the, I believe it was the elbow, right? On the broadcast, hey, hey, they were saying back, but it was elbow. No, I don't know. Are we crediting that with a line drive? It's not what it sounds like. Bochy said today that his back's like locked up. Well, his back did lock up. No, he got hit in the elbow with that. He got like, hit one in the hopper. elbow. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, hopper, whatever. I don't think that's why he's out. Like, I think okay, he's out not. because of his back. I, yeah. Hey, hey, let the narrator speak. I'm let me sorry. Get through. I just let thought, me get through I, it, man. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that's why he was out. I was like, I don't think so. Scherzer gets hit in the elbow. In the elbow. Okay. okay. Great Correct. play. 
by Jung over there to make get the out because that was what got him out of that inning. I think that they gave up the they yes. threw the guy at home. But then he comes out back locked up, back spasms. Uh, he only makes it through three. Three. Yes. And then three. Jung Gray comes in. Mm-hmm. Out of the post. He was start game to, four. He was supposed to start game four. He was supposed to start game four. He comes in out of the pen. Nasty. Three innings, no earned. Pretty impressive stuff. I'm curious. He had to be in the dugout. And like, were they like, hey, man, go put your cleats on. Like, there's no way he's sitting in the dugout, cleated up, jersey up. I, he's starting game that's, four. That's like, a great It was question. confirmed he's starting game. It wasn't like, ah, they're leaning John Gray. Like, if they don't use him tonight, it's like, no, like, he's the game four starter. That's a good question. I bet they had him in the pen because Scherzer's had the spasms and he's yes. had and he's not. He's only pitched two games, right? So I bet they had him in the pen. Like, hey, man, if we need to piggyback tonight, like, or like if Scherzer can only go two if he locks up, like it's going to be you. I'm sure. Be- I I would love to know. Maybe uh, I don't have any good sources to text, but I would I would love to know where he was because there's no way he was not completed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but that's what I mean. Like he was like the confirmed game four starter, and then just to not even. So I don't know. He might have been in the pen. I don't. I didn't see it that much, so I don't know if he was even out there. I mean, it wouldn't matter because you can warm up on the game mound anyway, but. Absolutely huge, though, to give them that length, get them to the backhand guys. Three shotty. Yeah. And they shut it down. Tough at the end of the game there. Adolis Garcia um, flies out, pulls an oblique so that he's done, done. Right. I was I mean, like, obliques are like nasty ones. You're not for coming hitters. back from that. You're, I mean, you're done, done. And you know what's crazy is they have to make a move. That's like, what Bochy said today. He said they don't know yet for sure what they're doing with either one, if they're taking them off the, yet or not. But they said they'll probably know before the game today. You have 90 minutes before the game to make a decision. And we're I think we're approaching that pretty soon, no? The only thing with back spasms, like the Scherzer one, like with back spasms, it's like that could loosen up. And if you could have them for game seven, like you'd, you'd want them for game seven if it goes to seven games. You know what I right. Mean? But you're, I mean, I you're think... also down, you're down a guy tonight then. Which... But you're also using in the playoffs, like how often do you even use like three guys in the bullpen have probably thrown once all postseason? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, but it's another, bull, it's a bullpen game again tonight too. But like, so someone's going to get burned. I, no? yeah. it's, I think it's a lot more likely that Scherzer stays on the roster and they try to figure it out. And Adolis Garcia's off the roster because yeah. yeah, I don't see a way unless the obliques like barely touched, like that's a two week thing minimum. P- pitching wise, yes, I think you can afford to leave Scherzer on there. And if he doesn't come back, so be it. Like I like no offense to whoever they'd add, but like what are the chances the guy they add they even use? You know what I mean? But like hitting wise, like if you can get another bat at least on the bench, whoever it may be, like you got to have that I think it's going to be – it'll be Ezekiel Duran, who when we he played them was the best hitter in their lineup at that time. I, I'm not kidding. Let me see what he this year. Again, so this guy is not – Big Yankee prospect. They, they acquired in the Gallo trade. He's good. So he's not even on the roster, and this I'm year he did – 276 with 46 RBI. Well, it's also got to be a guy, you know, I know the Cubs did it, 
it's got to be a guy that they had like in what are the range arizona like staying ready you know what i mean like it's not gonna be oh yeah oh he was there he was always yeah was it okay or there's probably guys on the like in the dugout there is yeah he had a 106 a 106 ops plus 14 homers and he's not in only i mean only in 400 at bats and he's not on the roster he hasn't even debuted yet no no i'm saying he's not on their uh Oh, postseason roster. I thought you yeah, meant on the 40 man. I was no, like, no, I don't no. know. I don't know if they're gonna have a guy debut in the World Series. That'd be kind of sick though. Tonight, sick. they it's interesting matchup tonight, pitching wise, because you have Heaney. Tonight, this is let's tell the people this is Tuesday night. It's Tuesday. Halloween started yet. So game four. Arizona is starting Mantiply and going with a bullpen night. Texas is starting Heaney. And he'll probably go. Depending on how he's pitching, two, three, four, or five. I feel like he's like fought for the Diamondbacks. Like if he's if he's cruising, he can go five. If he's not, and he gives you three, and he's like working through tough innings, but gives you three innings, like one run, no runs, you're pumped. You're like, all right, let's go to the pen. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how Lavello manages the game for AZ. They did this against us uh, a couple times late in the season. One time at our place, the last game of a three game, last game of four game set. Um. They did this. They had Mantiply start, um, faced four hitters, five hitters, something like that, and then, um, then they flipped it, and somebody came in and threw a couple. And but they, I mean, they have the bullpen length to do it, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes for them, and then how it impacts the rest of the series. They did this also in uh, the Philly series as well. Same thing with Mantiply starting. I believe that was Game Four, Game Five in Arizona. Four must have been. And, Who came in after that? Uh, it was, I think, Miguel Castro, I believe, was the first guy up out of the pen. They had somebody warming in the first inning, which tells you the strategy of that kind of game plan is when every arm is available tonight for the, the Diamondbacks, pretty well, much. It's, it's also interesting with Al Garcia, because Garcia was hitting the four-hole, right? Yeah. he was. Yeah, he was hitting three and four. And Evan Carter is a lefty only, and he was hitting the three-hole? Yeah. He was hitting three and four. So you're well. talking right, so you're talking right, Left, left. So Mantiply gets to right, left, left, and then at that point you're probably taking him out. And there's right, you're going to face Garcia if there's a guy on, or if he gets through that inning clean. Now, well, oh, what? Nothing. I'm what? An idiot. You want to I'm an idiot. What do you Nope, think? I got nothing. Do you, do you have nothing for the people? All right, nope. I'll keep going. Go uh, without Garcia, it's interesting. You know who's going to hit? Is is that Garver? Is that you know? I have the ranked lineup. If you want, please it. tell me. It's Simeon, Seeger, Mitch Carver, Evan Carter, Josh Young, Nathaniel Lowe, Heim, Tavares, Travis Jankowski, and Heaney on the mound. So, yeah, so they're going pretty right, left, right, left. They have a couple lefties stacked there at the bottom, but pretty right, left, right, left. So it'll be interesting to see when they pull the trigger away from and apply to go to somebody else. Um, it also just, as we said, we're recording this, Tuesday, 6.45 right now, it looks like Ezekiel Duran will probably end up on the roster. He's been in the batting cage. He's been hitting, and obviously Adoles Garcia not in the lineup tonight. So we'll see if that move becomes official by the time this pod gets released. But right now, Duran looks like he's going to go down to the that, roster. That fucking sucks for Garcia. Sucks. Like I mean, That, that is I mean, fucking terrible. Sucks for him, but it's most RBIs in a single postseason in history, right? In far less games. And you're talking about a dude 
who's been huge for that lineup as far as big clutch hits, walks off game one, uh, big homers in the in the CS, and now he's out of the lineup. So a lot of, a lot of weight to carry for the other boys there. They got a deep lineup, but the other boys got to pick him up. Yeah, I mean. Tom he, nodded his head. He agreed. Well, I feel like now it's time for, like, another hero. You know what I mean? Like Telling you, Ezekiel Duran, how cool would that be? Well, I mean, more like low, young, Jonah Heim, ex-Michigan State commit. People forget that. Um, wanted to be a Spartan, but he, wanted to be, but he wanted to be a Spartan. People forget. Clearly not that bad, but. Yeah. Yeah, like, did he spend a day on campus? Hey, hey, Tom, he was committed in the same class as me. We would have won it all. It was our missing piece. So That's what he said his biggest regret was, was not playing with you in sport. I, heard that. I'd say it worked out that. for him. I'd say it worked out for him. We would have had a lot of fun. I'm sure we would have had some good times, but uh, career-wise, I, I think he's doing okay. I think he's going to be all right. And low, Lowe's hitting in the seven hole for them. He's a force. Six hole. An absolute force. Six that, guy can, that guy can hit hot and hit a bunch of homers, driving a bunch of runs. I'm excited to see how this game goes. I think the D-backs need it. I think the D-backs need to even this one up. I'd yeah. love to see it. But the postseason has been so weird. I want to say, like, oh, they got to win both, like, the next two at home. But it's, like, postseason has been so weird. Like, they could lose one and win one and then go win both in Texas. Like, it's already happened by both of these teams in the past. So, like, it's crazy. You know what You know what I think uh, some of these guys might need? ERC. No. Bruce Bolt. No, they don't need that. They need Bruce Bolts. Bruce, they need to put Bolt. on – so Bruce Ball batting gloves before this game, and they need to get fired up and swing the sticks. Bruce Ball, best batting gloves in the game, highest quality leather. They last forever. They are my favorite gloves, gloves that I use on the field. I got a pair of all baby blues and a pair of blue and whites. Go to BruceBolt.us. That's BruceBolt.us to check them out. I did see. During the series, some Bruce Bolt arm sleeves floating around on some of the boys. Uh, it's cool to see the lightning bolt out there, the biggest stage. Um, do you want to talk about the Houston Dynasty, or do you want to talk about the Fan Solaire Atlanta? Let's start with the Houston Dynasty. Okay, start with the Houston Dynasty. Tom, pose this question to us. This is a question. That Tom posed to us pre-show. Go ahead, lay it out there for him. Yeah, Justin Shackle, co-host of Toe on the Slab here on John Boy Media. Uh, he tweeted that this was after obviously the Astros got eliminated. That he didn't think the Astros were a dynasty. There was some pushback to that. He also tweeted, "We can get into this as well." He didn't think the Giants' run, where they won three in five years, was a dynasty either. Uh, so a lot of hot takes out there on the internet about what is and what is not a dynasty. Wait, wait. Those just two are before, not comparable. Those just, two are not comparable. Just before he was saying the Giants that won three, three of five, three because five in the two years that they didn't win the world. This, let, me, let me be clear before I say this argument. I disagree with this argument vehemently. I really like Justin. He's a great guy, but this is a wild argument from him. But basically, he's saying because the two years that they did not win the World Series, they missed the playoffs both years. I think one of the years they won seventy games. So you know something in the seventies. But that makes them not a dynasty. I don't is agree he, with that. Is he a Yankee fan? Uh, he works for the Yankees. He's he's one okay. of the uh, 
on-field host and does some fill-in play-by-play for the Yankees. Okay, so he's a Yankees guy, so only the Yankees have ever been a dynasty is what he's he's he that's his opinion. It's okay. It's okay. I don't want to put words into his mouth. I don't think no, he's fine. exactly that. But no, it's fine. Do we want his opinion? You can tell us his opinion in Houston after. Dakota, oh, yeah. you like he already start? said he already said Houston's not a dynasty, right? He said Houston is not a dynasty. Yeah, he said neither the Giants or Houston. Okay. Yep, only the Yankees. You're right. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Dakota. Uh, what do you think? I think it's crazy to say the Giants aren't a dynasty. I don't care what they did the two years they didn't win at all. They could have lost in the NLCS. They could have lost in the World Series. You win three out of five for me. That's that's a pretty safe, like, you were a dynasty. Like, you were a powerhouse. Yeah. Three out of five, that is so hard to do in baseball. So hard. Baseball's so weird to win three out of five. That's crazy. But uh, the Astros... Tom, what were the years again they won the World Series? 17 and 22. They made seven straight American League Championship Series. That, I can't believe there was pushback on that being a dynasty, though, because you win two in a span of five years, six years, five years, whatever. Like, you go to the ALCS, but that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, that's like, like, what what does third place get you? Nothing. like you either I, win it all or nothing. I think what I would have said is it's not a dynasty, but it is a dominant run of yeah, what they've been on. For sure. I, like, I agree with that 100%. And I, I think it's two things. I think it's, like I said, it is, it's showing how good their player development and whatever is, and then it's also showing how hard it is to win. They've been there seven times, to- or they've been to the CS seven times, and like, I'm not saying to only win two, but to win two out of being pretty fucking close for seven straight years is really hard to do. And people forget they really only have one World Series. Oh, God. I mean, people forget how quickly we forget. You know, one of them, I got a big old asterisk next to it. Reggie Bush doesn't have a Heisman. They don't have that World Series. What? I mean, it's what do you define as a dynasty in baseball? I mean, winning the whole thing is really hard. They the Yankees it, in the 90s. They did it twice in a seven-year span. Uh, they went to the ALCS in 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. So they were they're basically at the end of the road for all of those. And 23. You're what? trying to play devil's advocate here. There's no way you're serious. That you how many How many World Series were they in? Three or four? Yeah, because they... Yeah. They lost to... No, that was Ian. Continue your take. I want. Okay. I want to hear if you think that right. counts as dynasty. They have won the division, the AL West, every full season. So not twenty, but they won the AL West in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three. I mean, what else do you need to say that that's a dynasty in baseball context in this time? Like I, nobody's won back-to-back World Series. The the best run that we've seen is the the apparently not a dynasty Giants that have won won three in five years. That's the best run we've seen in the last twenty years. Teams like the Yankees that are in every year have won one, like the Cubs with their great run that they made for 15, 16, 17. Not a dynasty either. Eighteen, not a dynasty, but they only won one. The Dodgers have only won one. These guys won two, and they went to seven straight ALCSs. Like, I, I don't know what else you need. 
I feel like you can't throw around the term dynasty, though. That is, I mean, that's throwing it around. Because I feel like the Patriots were a dynasty, early 2000s. Sorry, Zach. Like, that was a dynasty. Like, the Yankees in the 90s were a dynasty. Like, dynasty is something that, like, there doesn't need to be a dynasty happening for 10 years. Even Like, it could go 10 years in a sport of no, like, dynasty. You know what I mean? Like, the Chiefs have a chance to be a dynasty in the NFL if they win. Warriors. A couple more. The Warriors could be a dynasty, but it's like, to me, a dynasty is something like, I don't even know. I can't put it into words. It's more something like I need more championships out of the Astros. Yeah. Like I don't count I think the championships appearances yeah. as, as very yeah. much. Like, I that hate just doesn't mean very much to me. Like I get, I, I get how hard it is to make it to the ALCS, but to not win it, like that doesn't mean anything for me towards a dynasty conversation. I, I was going to say, I hate the argument for players like oh he doesn't have rings or like this that because it's a team thing but when you're talking dynasties and like longevity of teams i think that has to be pretty high to the topic of discussion for sure like and that's like the patriots is a perfect example they did it for what 15 years like every year i mean they won and they were in it for that long I think you hit on the term, Zach. It's dominance, not dynastic. They they were very, very dominant over that stretch. I mean, that's seven. I, I would give them credit for, you know, you talk about seven straight ALCS appearances is unbelievable. I mean, that's yeah. something that most fan bases could only dream of. Yeah. Uh, you talk about David Cohn on, in, in conversation with Justin Packle, Justin Shackle and towing the slab, brought up the Braves in the 90s where they won what was like 15 straight NL East division titles, but they only won one world series out of that. I think it's the Astros are in a similar boat. Obviously they have two world series compared to the one, but that run was dominant from the Braves, but I don't think anyone would call it a dynasty. In fact, there was another dynasty going on during that time. This which one, which one, Tom, which one, which one? The, you guys might've heard of him, the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom. I saw somebody tweet this the other day. It is tough that I was, I was less than a year old when that dynasty run started. And I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that from any one of my teams ever again in my lifetime. And I was really not conscious for it at all, which is a real bummer. It's one of the greatest runs of all time. And I don't, I don't, I think every year that we move from beyond it and we see how unpredictable baseball is, it's kind of hard to believe that it happened at all because it's just the playoffs when you get to it are so unpredictable. It's so hard to imagine a team winning back to back, much less three and four years. And that's what I will say, Ian, to your point how Tom said it is so unpredictable, like to get to seven ALCSs with how hard baseball is like, yes, that is crazy impressive, but I just, I need more world series championships. Need more parades. Be a okay. Dynasty. Okay. So if they had won, if they had been to seven ALCSs and won three, are they a dynasty? Well, three real ones, or are we still counting the Jesus. other one? Three real ones. Okay, three real ones, then yeah, I'll count it because that'd be three and a half. Are you holding 17 against them? Is that why you're not doing it? You're holding it doesn't, the doesn't count. stuff against them? Holding I, what I mean, against them? You, cheating? If you are, that's okay. Would I hold cheating against them? Yes. Yes, I do. Does the Hall of Fame hold steroids against Barry Bonds? <laughs> you tell me. I think their I think their run's a little tainted by everything that happened, and that's why people aren't considering them a dynasty. But I think if that, that was if that was another team that nothing came out about, I think that well, what about public is, would have a different opinion? Is Altuve does he get screwed by all this? Like does he go does he go to the Hall of Fame? I think he still does. Yeah. I still think he goes. But 
if there was like, if they didn't give all the players immunity to get all the inside info and like, it was coming out that like, he, you know, like he, he was did it, like it. confirmed yeah. he did it. He did yeah. it all the time. That's worse than steroids to me. Like that is. That's what I steroids. said too. I, I said, I mean, that's. That was crazy when that, that came out. Bro. We don't need to rehash all that, but that's no. what I will say is like, if it was proven, like I said, if they didn't have immunity for all the players, then I think that would taint him bad enough to knock it in. But since they don't have like, oh, this guy used it, this guy didn't, this guy did, then he, I think he'll be okay. He has eight All Star games, MVP, Gold Glove. And he has oh yeah, most, I, I don't think question like the accolades. Most most homers. Yeah, I don't question the accolades at all. No, that's like, what, no, you, I don't either. It's that's the same thing as Barry Bonds. Like you pull right. his stats, like okay, well, that's well, what still cheating. That's that's what made me ask the question was when you said mm-hmm. Barry. No, it was a good question. Thanks, man. Nice job, man. Proud of you. Thanks. I appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you. Did you get a fresh cut re- recently? You're looking good, man. Thanks, man. You too. Thanks. I had, I think last week, yeah. Thanks, guys. What is going on right now? I don't know. I just Tom, it's just conversation, man. Welcome to the compound, episode 182, man. That's where we <laughs> each other up. That's not out of control. The fluff. Come on. It's just a fluff. You know, hey, Tom, you know who could use a fluff right now? Who's that? The New York football giants. Please don't make me talk about the Giants. E R C E R C. Employee retention your credit is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses get back up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes. If you were a business with five to five hundred W two employees who continue to pay taxes and employee staff during the pandemic, you could be eligible. Okay, Omega Accounting Solutions—they're the number one best ERC company for getting your ERC funds now. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbiz with a Z, smallbizcashback.com slash cubs for a free consultation. Do you want to talk about football, Zach? Do you want to talk about the... I, I honestly, I don't want to talk about it either because that was the worst game I've ever witnessed in my life. But, but the announcer said it. They said it was the worst, best game you'll ever see. Ever, dude. I'm sitting there the whole time and like they go up. Zach seven. gave up. To confirm, Zach gave up on his team. He said this will be the worst loss they ever have. And the, you know what's funny is, like, people like Tom, right, it's on social media, like, this is the worst loss I've ever seen, or, like, this is the worst game I've ever seen. And I saw a tweet. It's like, as a Jets fan, you're sitting there, you're like, no, nah, I've seen worse. <laughs> like, I've seen plenty worse. The Lions have, too. You know that? Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, what, Tom, did you watch the game? Yeah. I, so, I didn't know you were a big Giants guy until I saw your tweet. Um I Hasn't mean, a lot to talk about the last few years on the Giants front. Right. But, I mean, listen, I think football's hard enough, but playing in a torrential downpour has to be hard. Er, And then when you're playing with – I mean, the Jets were on their fourth-string center who hasn't played a snap of center in years. And the Giants were on their QB3 QB. who they, they were not allowed to throw the football. Like, that's just a tough recipe. I mean, they were they were close to breaking the NFL record for punts, and you know, like they were at like twenty five punts in that game. It it, don't worry though, because uh, Monday Night Football next week the Jets are on, so you guys can all watch. But did you see that Joe Douglas said Aaron Rodgers is coming back this season? The Jets have like basically no, 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 Tom. See, you know the media, man. You know Zach's not buying in yet. He wants no, to, no, no. no I'm not saying he said no. This. See, Tom, you have to read the whole thing. And he goes, "Hey, I'm not a doctor. I meant." What I said was he's going to be back with the team soon. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's a people they're in the with. running. If they're in the running, week sixteen, he's playing. He's playing like week twelve. The guy's crazy. Uh, I don't know about another. What month. that man is doing right now? In two months, though, I think he'll be able to play with Dude, what he's I mean, doing right now. See, I, I just think this is a case of Booby Miles. Right here. I mean, he's going to try to move. Like, dude, he has to be able to play the highest level of football. Like, he has to be able to protect himself. Yeah. But the fact that we're talking about this right now is still Ian. Ian's so upset. Oh, I thought you meant football in general. I was like, Ian's upset. No. Nope. I love football. Football. Big trade today for the Bears. Big trade. Who'd they get in? Bears. Who'd they get? They got some players. Big deal. (laughs) They got Montez Sweat. I did see I did see a little bit of outrage on the uh, on the old social media about the Bears. About I mean, the they, Bears trade. They stink. They uh, their their corner re- requested a trade. Yep. They, they did not trade him though. Didn't trade him, but uh, they got uh, Montez Sweat. Big deal. He's a good player for a second round pick. For a second round pick, good player. They're for just expire, building for next year. Building for next year. A lot of money to spend. Big deal. Um. My fantasy team's struggling. It's really tough. Really tough. We need really tough uh, when you don't watch and you don't follow it. And, uh, the the Detroit kicker put up a it's a heck of a lot of heck of a lot of points. Yeah, he did. I get really, four really hurt goals? my feelings. Really hurt my feelings. We're running out there. Boys are down bad. They're down bad. All right. It's all right. All right. It's early. It's early. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. Tom's laughing. He's having a good time. Uh, do you want to talk about the solar stuff? Yeah, we can. I mean, it wasn't like a, a big thing. I just saw it talking baseball post it. They just said they posted something that said uh, breaking news. The Braves and former outfielder Jorge Soler have been hit with a lawsuit dating back to his time with the Atlanta club. The plaintiff is suing for damages related to facial injuries sustained from a ball Soler threw into the stands. Ian, as an outfielder that would throw a ball into the stands. Thoughts? And uh, I will say, Evan Longoria commented underneath it and said, and there's the last time we see any player throw a ball into the stands. I mean, there's always times when you throw balls in the stands and somebody's not looking and you pelt somebody and you go, oh, oh, God. Or, you know, you see guys throw balls sometimes a little hard. Like, there's no context here. We don't know if he was pissed and threw a rocket. Yeah. Clocked someone in the face. We don't know if it was a... You know, he just chucked it up towards the third deck and somebody got smoked. You don't know if it was like, I got it. Like, you just have no reference for for what was happening. So hard to comment on this exactly. But I will say, as someone who throws balls in the stands, you always try to find people that are looking. You always try to find people with their hands in the air. Sometimes they're just like, that's not happening. Sometimes you're just running off the field and trying to get in the dugout for an AB or you're up third and you just turn and launch it into the stands and somebody could not be looking and, or somebody turns their head at the last second and gets hit. Like that's flying objects. And with the netting now, like the netting's a great thing. I'm not saying anything negative about the netting. Netting's great. People aren't getting smoked with line drives, but like you got to get it up over the netting to get it to the people. Used to be able to just underhand toss it to a kid in the first row. Now you got to, it's going to chuck it. It's tough when a kid asks for a ball, but like you see their parent, like you could see that they're not, going to be able to catch the ball and you try to throw it to their parent and you see it tracking and you're just like oh no you try to place it in their glove from 97 feet away and you're just like yeah it's a little kid and their arms are extended completely 
with no glove. They're like, throw me the ball. And you're like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and it's, it's unfortunate that it happened to whoever it was, but like Zach, you were saying it pre-show, like there's like, you're at a baseball game. Like if they throw a ball up in the state, like there's no way he just crow hopped rocket threw it at someone's face. Like he, like you said, it's like, Oh, probably last out of the inning. I'm going to flick it into the stands. Here's a ball for somebody. They weren't looking at hit him in the face. Like, it's just unfortunate is all it is. Like, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that he gets sued and actually has to pay money for this. Getting a ball, getting a ball as a fan. I used to, when I sat, uh, we had season tickets, my family for the Hudson Valley Renegades single a for the Rays back in the day. And we were right behind the visitors dugout. And by the time I was, I aged out and, you know, we moved on and we didn't have season tickets anymore. I had a bag just full of baseballs. There was nothing cooler, though, than being nine, 10 years old and getting a baseball. So I really hope they keep that part of the game involved because it's really unique to baseball. There's no other sport where you can, you know, you get the ball in basketball. They're not like, oh, keep that go back. You know, there's it's really cool that you get to keep uh, a souvenir like that. And I hope they keep that going. And I hope things like this don't take away from players feeling comfortable interacting with fans and giving the balls and, and doing things like that, because. I've seen it firsthand. I've been that kid firsthand that giving a kid a ball can make their day and, and make them fall in love with the sport. And we've seen the ratings for the World Series. We need all the national fans we can get. We need more yeah. people who love this sport. And that's one of the ways they can do it. And you said it, Tom, like you see those clips all the time. Like Mike Trout gives a kid a ball and he starts crying and like hugs his parents. Like it means the world to some kids. Like, oh my gosh, I just got right. a ball from Mike Trout. Like so much better. They'll remember it forever. Yeah, it's so much better when you give it to a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell him, Zach. So much better when you give it to a kid. Yep. Uh, I think they that's did, all we got. They did. Uh, Zach messaged it, I mean, but they did remove Adolis and Scherzer, actually, for Ezekiel Scherzer Duran too? and Brock Burke, left-handed pitcher. Wow, lefty. Wow. I was surprised by the Scherzer one. Wow, me too. Me too. I just but, don't think you can play a man down, bro. Like, no, and and they and obviously they probably got imaging done and whatever, all these tests done. Like, hey, man, you're not going to be ready in five days to pitch in a baseball game. Like, they know. It's not like they're like, ah, like, we don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's like, well, if there's a chance, like, you probably keep Max Scherzer on the roster. It's probably like, hey, there's there's no way you're throwing in four or five days. Real quick, before we get to slow screen time, there is nothing worse than when something like that happens and then you're up at 6 a.m. to oh, go in uh-huh. the MRI to... Uh-huh. To get looked at, and then an X-ray, then maybe another MRI, and like from six a.m. until noon, you're just like in a tube, and then you're waiting like two hours to get everything back and get it figured. And there's nothing. There's. I had one early in the morning, and I was like asleep in the MRI thing, and like I would just keep twitching because you're not really asleep, and they're just like, you have to stop moving, and I'm like, dude, I can't help it. Like I can't help it. I have fallen asleep in every, every every MRI I've ever had too. Oh, those things are so loud. How do you fall? It's asleep? like a fan. I don't the- know. Oh yeah, right here. I fall asleep and I'll wake up to them saying like, "All right, you're done." And I'm like, "Yeah." And my arm is fully like asleep as well. Can't oh. move it. I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> I can need, need another one. Hey, let's get another one. This thing is fucked. When I'm in there, when I'm <laughs> when I'm in there like that, it's like I can't. I get so upset. I'm holding the ball for and like trying not to be like, get me out of here. Yeah, not, not but trying it's to like, squeeze it because my arm hurts. Everything hurts. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. Get me out it, of here. So this is a little dark, but it's like 
you know how it's so tight and confined? It's like before they slaughter cows, they Jesus. do that. They like confine them like, tight. I'm <laughs> just saying. They it's like a fucking children's show, Dakota. Because it makes you comfortable. Like it's comfortable to be not like, for me. Enclosed not for me. like that. Might, that, that might be what happens in Michigan, but not for I'm the rest just of us. Let's telling do, you the facts of life. I'm trying to do Sloan screen knowledge. time. Two Sloan screen time presented by our partners at Sloan. We're going to get away from Dakota's. I told you it was a little talk hard. real fast. Yep. We're just going to run away from that one. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. Companies at the forefront of the green building movement and provide smart, sustainable and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products, including flush meters, faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers. I saw a great flush meter the other day. Uh, fixtures for commercial, industrial and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. Hope everybody, when they're going to the bathroom in a public place, is going, look at that Sloan technology. It's unbelievable. I saw one the other day and I said, that is next generation stuff. It's next generation flushing. Heck yeah. Lead us off, Dakota. 327. Ooh, 327. Pretty good day. Pretty good day. Solid day. 357. Let's go. I thought you were going to have a high one today. You said you didn't do anything. Zach also sent me a video laying on his floor at like noon, playing with Chop. He was messing with Chop. He was fake barking and Chop would freak out. It was really funny. Tom? 323. Oh! Tom, is that, Dakota, is that under you? You won, didn't you, Ian? Three hours and seven minutes. You're disgusting. Sorry, I was like, Tom won, but I was like, no, Ian. Has- That's a sorry, great day Tom. from all of us. That is a great day from all of us. We were all productive today. Wow. We were all not on our phones being productive. Tom, I'm proud of you, man. I'm real proud of you. Take that little trophy behind you for second place. All right. You take that, hold on to it. A little second place finish. Wait till the last week of the year, the last episode we filmed this year. I'm just gonna have to throw my phone in the ocean and just <laughs> guaranteeing I will not look at it all day. It's gonna be oh, two minutes. I can't go on, I can't go winless. It'll be two minutes just to text us and confirm that we're uh-huh. recording at that time. That is the Sloan Screen Time. Uh, that's episode 182 of the Compound Podcast. We're by Parse Rum. Go get your Parse. Go to Benny's, go to your local liquor store, ask about Parse, have a drink. It's getting cold out there. Maybe a little eight year. We'll see you next week for episode 183 in a full World Series recap. Mm-hmm.